Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, a uh, contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me, Niner Noise Associate Editor Peter Panacee. Peter, how's it going, man? I'm sick, actually. Uh, <laughs> I've got myself good. a nice little, yeah, got myself a nice little sinus infection, and uh, it it feels like I've swallowed a gallon of rocks, and uh, it's just it's not fun. But it's not COVID. I'm happy about that. That's the, good. The one thing about those those tests, like you know, you stick this thing way up your nose, and yeah, it's not so much uncomfortable. It's just it's ticklish for me. So it's like <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do this because I just can't. I, I want to laugh as I'm doing it. But that's that's funny. Yeah. I've, ne- I've never heard anybody describe a COVID test as ticklish before, but but sure, that works works for me. Um, yeah. So uh, we are. It's it's the off season. We're what are what are we like? What two two Sundays now without without football? Or has it only been one? I don't even know where we are. It's the first day of March. That's all I know. Um, so at this point, as of recording, we're what. 15 days out from the new league year getting getting rolling it's just kind of crazy how how this is a an a, a all the time sport now i mean it's it just it never goes away right it's all there all the time uh the scouting combine is kicking off uh what this week uh so there's just always stuff to to talk about and um obviously uh one of the things that we're going to spend a lot of time on this particular episode is, is getting into a, a, a certain quarterback situation that the, the San Francisco 49ers are going to find themselves in throughout the next couple of, of weeks. And then in throughout the summer and all these kinds of things, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll just spend a little bit of time talking about the 49ers quarterback situation over the course of the next, Oh, I don't know, every week until september and probably well past that point um so are you tired of it yet i've been tired of it i think i was tired of it a year ago you know as soon as the 49ers traded up to number three it was like okay here we go yeah this is that was the mac jones saw oh mac jones at number three that was old discussion and finally trey lance i mean granted 
the 49ers open up the door for this you know, yeah. circus show that, that, that happened, but to their credit, you know, they, they, they handled it about as well as they could. And even to Garoppolo's credit, like he could have been, he could have been totally just off, off the deep end, upset, demanding trades right there, his immediate release, like, but yeah, he handled it well too. So yeah, here we are. I'm, I'm sick of it, but you know what? I guess I, I guess I could say I'm sick of it, but I'm also used to it. So you <laughs> True. Know, a few more weeks and it's not going to hurt. Yeah. And it, it could be, you know, Kyler Murray's agent sending out the world's tiniest font on a, on a manifesto about what Kyler Murray, he of zero playoff wins in his career and basically been a, 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 you know, a, a good, but has not shown himself to be among the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And here he comes, but that's another thing for another, another uh, podcast. So this is kind of a little deja vu in that one of the big things that I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time talking about over the course of the next couple of weeks is just the free agency situation that the Niners find themselves in. Um, if, uh, I don't think the list is quite as long as it was last off season. That was quite an extensive list of, of uh, free agents that the 49ers had heading into, uh, you know, last off season. Uh, but I, I guess the, the big thing that, that comes to mind for me is just trying to figure out, you know, what is it exactly that the, the John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan are going to do in terms of, of these, uh, you know, an extensive and important list of, of free agents. Um, so as you, as you think about, you know, the, 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 the players that they have coming up um, in free agency uh, this off season, are there any names, Peter, that sort of pop out to you as like, these are the guys that you definitely need to make sure that you, that you bring back. Um, of course, a lot of this depends on what does happen with the quarterback situation uh, here soon, which will potentially free up a lot of money. But uh, if you look at it at the list, is, is there anybody that, that you look at and you go, this is a guy that I would definitely want to bring back, or these are guys that I think you can let walk and, and let them figure out uh, something else. Um, just kind of start there. Well, you know, I'll, I'll go with one and I think it's probably been pretty universal, but uh, Lake and Tomlinson left guard and you know, made the pro bowl this year, 30 years old, obviously on the back nine of his career, but the 49ers are already potentially going to deal with some turnover along the offensive line heading into this, this upcoming year. We have no idea how Mike McGlinchey is going to come back from that right quad tear. Uh, right guard needs to be upgraded over Daniel Brunskill. I, I like Brunskill as a backup, kind of that versatile guy. Not necessarily sure if you want him starting. Alex Mack, you got to think about replacing him. I don't think he's going to retire just yet. We might have heard that already or he goes the Joe Staley route and you don't know until the middle of the draft. We'll see. But um, the offensive line is one of those units that, you know, if, if you start opening problems there, they become real big problems real quick. And the one thing with Lake and Tomlinson, again, not flashy, but plays very well next to Trent Williams, always plays. I, I, he's never missed a start since being acquired by the 49ers, like literally. Um, and just a, just a quality guy. Now he's going to get his payday. That's the thing. And so you have to factor that in. Now, of course, you think about Kyle Shanahan and you wonder, you know, he doesn't put as much emphasis on, on guard play as he does uh, tackles or center. So, you know, are you going to see Aaron Banks in year two move over to left guard? Maybe. 
Um, you know, we, we honestly didn't see enough of Aaron Banks last year to, to make that <laughs> assumption. He didn't look good early on. And then he turned into kind of this weekly inactive. And I think he only had five offensive snaps during the regular season last year. So that's, 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 my, that's priority. Number one, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trenches guy. You know, if, if, if you want to be strong you stay strong in the trenches, I know a lot of people would say DJ Jones might be number two on that list. And it'd be hard to say no. But I think I'm actually going to go ahead and say Jaquaski Tart um, as the number two priority. And reason being, just because you see how much better he makes the defense. And, of course, the, the quick take reaction fan out there, oh, he dropped that interception in the NFC <laughs> Championship game. Okay, that's, that's one incident. You know, I mean, you go back and, and look at the small things he does over the course of when he's healthy, and that's the, that's the risk factor. He's not always healthy. But if you look at what he's capable of doing on the field, he's a very important part of that defense. And right now there's nobody on the roster that you'd feel comfortable replacing him with, you know? And, and I mean, I know Talanoa Hufanga kind of generated some excitement a, a year ago at draft time and shortly afterwards and in the preseason, but you know, he's slow, gave up touchdowns, maybe more of an in the box only type of safety. Tavon Wilson, no idea if he's coming back. There are a lot of good safeties in this year's draft, um, so that might be an option, but I think some of the other pressing needs the 49ers have, like the pass rush department, like getting a cornerback, you know, like um, those might be a little bit more pressing than trying to find a safety. So I think in that vein, those would be the top two guys. And I put DJ Jones probably at third. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Um, I, I could certainly see uh, Lakin Tomlinson kind of pricing himself out of 49ers if, if his goal is just to, you know, if he's looking at it and going, I'm 30 years old, I want to, this may be the last big contract opportunity. I mean, it's really the first time that he's had the chance to, to hit the open market. You know, he was traded over from, from Detroit who drafted him to the Niners. And he's been here since that, that trade happened. And this is just business really his first opportunity to see the open market. And you got to think a team like the Bengals who struggled to, to protect Joe Burrow, uh, putting it lightly would, would want somebody like, like Lake and Tomlinson in the middle of that offensive line. And um, we'll see. Uh, I, I think th that's a situation where he certainly appears that he wants to, to stay. But if, as you say, there, there are uh, enough pressing needs on this team that maybe they decide, you know, Aaron Banks was supposedly a, a pick to thinking about this year when Trey Lance was going to step in um, and he was a left guard, I believe it at, at Notre Dame. So it certainly makes sense that he would, that part of the reason they didn't push him as a right guard was, well, what the plan was to put him in at left guard eventually, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, I think I'm with you on the DJ Jones thing. Uh, good player, obviously nice to have, but whether or not you want to spend the money on a, on a nose tackle, a guy who's a 50% of the snaps kind of player, um, when you could probably piecemeal together uh, that that kind of production uh, with a couple of other low end low end guys, uh, maybe draft somebody. Hope hope that maybe that's what Javon Kinlaw's future is. Is maybe he's just a a nose tackle. Uh, it's not really what you want out of a first round pick, but it's potentially that that could be what that looks like. And then you spend money on somebody like a Maurice Hurst, who's um, you know uh, who's who showed out well when he was uh, pushed. Who who didn't 
get to sorry marie sir didn't get to play that often i'm, I'm thinking of of somebody else there uh yeah lose my mind arden arden key somebody like that who would have uh another opportunity to play you know hearst didn't get to, to play very often because he was hurt so maybe he gets to come back and it's an inexpensive contract arden key who played really well especially once they moved uh eric armstead to the inside um so i could see them kind of piecemealing that defensive line together as you said trenches are important uh, not only to you, but also to this, this team. I mean, we've talked a lot about the fact that from a defensive point of view, they, they are going to pay more attention to the defensive line than to the, to the cornerback situation. And while I think that probably is going to have to give at some point a little bit, um, but they're going to, you know, this team's going to run, you know, nine, 10 players deep at the defensive line. So they're going to spend money on adding to, uh, to the Nick Bosa's who's going to get paid here pretty soon. But I would imagine you see players like Jordan Willis and Arden Key and Mo Hurst and, and other players like that who were good rotational pieces. Uh, you know, maybe somebody like a Contavious Street who are lower end uh, players uh, on the defensive line. Kevin Givens is another another guy, although he's an exclusive rights free agent um, who could who could come back and maybe they don't have to give all the money to DJ Jones then they could spend it on, you know, two or three or four players to bring them back for, for next year. I could see that because just because the depth matters so much. And then the tart thing uh, for sure, uh, if you can bring him back for a relatively uh, reasonable amount, continue to let Talano Hufanga kind of learn there. If you don't have to use your second round draft pick or your earliest draft pick on a safety, that's probably a best case scenario. You can spend it on something uh, on another player who has a, a possibility of, of stepping in immediately, like maybe an offensive lineman or a pass rusher uh, to my mind. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, um, but of course, all of this depends on all the other things, all the other dominoes they're about to fall. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the, the draft pretty extensively. Um, be, I was thinking about this today. It was, it'll be kind of weird. We've, we've been doing these, uh, draft sort of zoom sessions over the last couple of years with with the niner noise folks uh, we're what are we going to do this year or next year we don't have a first round pick to to everybody get together on the second round and hope that john lynch doesn't trade the second round pick oh no it might be the best just round one i don't care what happens <laughs> <laughs> online session we did for those of you who, who aren't familiar we've done this the last few seasons niner noise would have a little round table and we do it on like facebook live and it would always be for round one and talking off about all the picks there might have been a little imbibing might a little in a, uh, you know hey your favorite beverage and then just oh gosh hey i was hoping that guy would steal whoa that's a reach and of course when the 49ers pick came up it was like all right time to jump in but it might, you know, the one thing that is great about the 49ers not having a first round pick right now, at least, mm-hmm. is I get to take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really have to work. Yeah, I think it was two seasons ago. It was the 2020 draft where the 49ers um, traded. Um, they were without a second round pick, and I think they got rid of their th- third round pick. I can't remember if it was for the Emmanuel Sanders deal or, or I think it was for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. So right. they had no picks on, on day two of the draft. And so it was literally like, well, I got to stay here and monitor it, but <laughs> you know, in case something happens, like the 49ers trade into the round, but nothing happened. I was like, okay, <laughs> slow news day, I guess. So yeah. yeah, I don't know what we'll do, but stay tuned. We'll keep you up, keep you up to date on that. 
Yeah. And, and I like the, the whole, you know, it, as of right now, no, no first round picks. Um, although starting to look a little bit like that's unlikely to be the case that they're going to trade, be able to get into the first round. Um, I think if this had been a bad season and they were like at the top of the, of the second round, they could have made a case to do that, but to get from what 61 and somehow get in back into the first round would probably be, um, very difficult to do barring some sort of massive trade situation that takes place starring some quarterback the the up and down i don't know we, we we already talked about how we're already done we're already tired of talking about this but it's been weird like i feel like what in the span of less than two weeks we've already seen uh, the national media come out and say uh, well, the, the 49ers might end up getting more than they think for, for Garoppolo. And then all of a sudden, well, maybe they may not, the, the conversation over the last couple of days early late last week was, well, maybe they're, they're hold on a second. Maybe they're not going to trade him at all after all. Um, to which of course I'm thinking how, how, like, how is that even possible? Um, <laughs> the man is going to make $25 million next year. He is not going to come back and sit on the bench. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that's just the, the, the financials of that. That's the question that I always, always ask when people are like, well, maybe they're not going to trade him. And then of course the news, uh, the beginning of this week has been not only was he playing with that bad thumb, but the shoulder, the situation that we kind of knew about was actually worse than we thought. And he's having shoulder surgery and may not be able to throw until, you know, the early part of the summer, but that may not impact the trade market at all, which is just, kind of mind-boggling to me uh because if i was going to trade any kind of draft compensation for a quarterback i would probably want to feel pretty confident that he (laughs) is going to uh to be ready to play (laughs) when the football season starts but what do i know um because if you're talking the summer where you know he's going to miss big chunks of 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 team activity as early on in the spring you know post draft and all that kind of stuff and if he's going to a new team where he's going to be learning a new playbook and all that stuff I don't know. Uh, what 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 thoughts do we have about this this roller coaster that has been the trade in general? It's it's so the off season. I, I you know I, I mean look, I've had these conversations before. I've written about it. If you want one piece of evidence why the 49ers are going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo away, it's money. You know, you could say, hey, Trey Lance can sit for another year, and you can question the 49ers being so aggressive moving up to to grab him, but it's money. Yeah, the Niners right now, they're, they're what, $4.4 million over the cap for 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, if they move on from him, the, the Niners save $25.5 million. It, I mean, ding dong. You need approximately, I think for the 49ers class, it might be like $6 million to sign the rookie class. Um, you you want to save a, a few more million for in-season stuff. So, you know, it, it, any of the deals we talked about, Lakin Tomlinson, you know, Jaquaski Tart, DJ Jones, they, they don't happen if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster next year. And I know people, oh, the cap's not real. You can restructure, you can extend. You can do that. But if you keep doing it, you wind up like the New Orleans Saints are right now. Yeah, they're like say. 60 million over the cap without a quarterback. And it's like, you have no clue what they're going to do. So it, that's the, that's the one thing. And of course, the other thing to keep in mind too, and, and, and I, everything you hear, this is another education piece to, to, to fans out there. Everything you hear on the off season 
it's such a smoke and mirrors campaign. You've got agents who are leaking stuff to, to media people saying, oh, hey, Team X has been in contact with my client when maybe it hasn't happened or, you know, agents trying to drive up asking prices and, and, and one team saying, hey, this is what we want you to say, but it's not true, right? You know, so it's, it's possible that, uh, that maybe some, I don't know, some insider somewhere picked up information that Jimmy Garoppolo is only going to command a couple of fourth round picks or something like that. And that's helping to, to drive the price tag down. Um, look, I, I, Garoppolo is not going to command a first round pick like that one report the Washington commander suggested number 11 overall, where they could justify it. That's not going to happen. Round two pick, maybe um, depending on how the rest of the offseason quarterbacking dominoes fall. You're honestly, you're probably looking at, at a package of like third and fourth rounders and, and there'll still be a market, right? Like there's still more teams out there that, that need quarterbacks than are going to be ones that made available. So, you know, I do think that the Niners thought the market might be a little hotter, but I don't think it's as cold as you think. And, and probably with all the smoke, the truth lies somewhere in between. And uh, once the deal happens, it'll be nice to at least just say, okay, that's done. You know, the page is turned. We don't have to talk about that anymore. And, you know, there'll be some of the reaction pieces you'll get from people saying like, oh, hey, 49ers got screwed or Team X got screwed or great fit for Jimmy G or horrible fit for Jimmy G. I don't know, but at least it'll be time to turn that page. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, as you say, the, the truth is probably somewhere in between all of that mess. Um, I, I I would be interested to see. Um, we spent a lot of time this year talking about the the Alex Smith in um, and uh, Patrick Mahomes situation in Kansas City um, uh, to um, it, comparing the situation in San Francisco to that situation uh, in Kansas city. And it would be really interesting to see um, if that comp continues even further with the Alex Smith trade to, uh, to Washington at the time, I think they got what, like two second rounders and a player or something like that. And I think the, the chief sent back somebody, I don't remember the exact details of it, but it was something in that, in that range. Um so I think that could that could be in play for sure, but um, a lot of it, as you say, just depends on stuff like what a mysterious quarterback in uh, Green Bay decides to do. For example, uh, the the news out of the combine early this week was that uh, he has not told the Packers what he plans on doing, and that he has told them that he will tell them before the league year starts, and that's all that they know, um, which sounds about right uh for mr rogers uh and then whether or not you know the seahawks decide to trade russell wilson and if they do where would they trade him and then would that team then need a, a quarterback and then will this will the seahawks get a a, a pick to where they're going to take a quarterback which then will knock out like you know if they get ahead of washington for example in the draft with that with that pick does then washington go okay well our guy's not going to be there anymore so you know we'll take garoppolo and that changes the the calculus of everything um apparently mitch trubisky's name is getting thrown around the combine as like an actual person that people think might be a starting quarterback again in the league which is um well, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, do, do people remember when Mitch Trubisky was a starting quarterback in the league? That's all I, that's all I have to say. Um, not trying to give Bears fans any PTSD or anything, but seriously. Um, 
I don't know. There, there's just a lot of directions that this could go. There's, it's a weird quarterback market on the free agency list. If you look at that list, it's not, you know, you got people like Trubisky and Tyrod Taylor and Jameis Winston who may or may not be starters in this league anymore. Uh, and then as we've talked about already, the, the draft class is a little bit. Eh. Um, and if you take away somebody like Rogers and Wilson and who knows what's happening with Deshaun Watson, if you take those guys off the off the board, then Garoppolo starts looking a lot nicer, doesn't he? As <laughs> an option for somebody. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I guess, two things. As, as sick as we are about talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, one, obviously, it, it's a huge news story, right? I mean, it's just how it is. I, I am infinitely happy that we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, yes, I, I, yes everybody yes. in the NFL that I, and, and not go away because yeah, obviously like he's a, he's a tremendous player first ballot hall of famer. Yeah. Sure. You can question about, you know, how he does in the playoffs, which isn't very good, but um, God, the guy, I mean, literally it's just like that, that whole, you know, cryptic, Instagram post like thanking everybody and it's like well, is he retiring like I don't know like the guy figures out how to make this the narrative about him and then he'll come back out and say well gosh I'm tired of people talking about me it's like dude um it, I, yeah if I were the Packers I would want to move on um but who knows I, yeah. I whatever I actually I was I was um I was listening to, uh, so I'm out here in Sacramento and I was listening to KHTK and ESPN's John Clayton, who's based in Seattle, came on and uh, he was talking about uh, the Russell Wilson probability of a trade. And he vehemently denied that there was anything going on. They asked like, hey, well, so what are the chances Russell Wilson gets traded? His exact words were none. He says the story is so overblown. It's been horribly reported and blown out of proportion. So he's making it sound again, we're going back to the whole smoke and mirrors campaign. So you don't know, but you know, never say never, but at least according to John Clayton, who, who, you know, maybe is kind of shrunk down to more of just a packed Northwest guy, but at least for a while was pretty nationally syndicated and, you know, has his pulse on the league pretty well um, for him to say that I was like, okay, that's uh, that's pretty telling. So Again, one of those things where that could actually benefit the 49ers because one of those teams that might be aggressively in pursuit of a quarterback, uh, they're not going to have Russell Wilson now. So right. it's like, okay, 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 plan B, plan B. Like, I mean, three quarters of the NFC South needs a quarterback, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, and, and there's a bunch of teams in the AFC. And, and yeah, granted, trading for Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be an upgrade to compete with Joe Burrow and the Bengals or Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Patrick Mahomes and the, the Chiefs, you know, Josh Allen and, and Bills, Lamar Jackson and, and, and the Ravens. But I mean, if you're a team like the Steelers or the Broncos, like, would you rather have you know, Mason Rudolph you know, as, as your option or, or, you know, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos, he's a free agent, but Drew Locke, I mean, no, mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you could be either bad or really bad. So what do you want to do? So, you know, it, this is what's, I mean, honestly, again, I always talk about it as much as it gets tiring. I do love talking about the, uh, <laughs> the off season because all this stuff is almost more entertaining than it is like, you know, game day. Oh, like what was the, 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 the play for, 
you know, a first down in the second quarter and who ran the ball for 5.3 yards of carry in week seven, like this is cooler. Right. And we can make up stuff and talk about it and can get very, well, what if this happens? And um, I thought it was funny. Uh, first of all, uh, about the Aaron Rodgers thing, he, he, he learned from the best uh, when it comes to making uh, the things all about him. Uh, just, just saying, you know, the Packers have now a long storied tradition of, of uh, generally unlikable kind of selfish quarterbacks, just not, you know, just, just throwing that out there. Uh, and then I, I was laughing today. I don't know if you saw this, but of course the speculation uh, that people have been making about the whole Tom Brady thing. And then he hasn't actually said uh, Matt Mayoko on his, on the 49ers talk podcast has been making this, making this big deal about the fact that he has not used the word retired yet um, in any of his statements. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but, um, and, and then uh, Bruce Arians uh, came out today or yesterday. I don't know what it was. And he was like, I guess somebody asked him, like, would they make it, would they help Brady, like, get out of Tampa if he came back and said he didn't want to play for the, for them? And he was like, nope. He was like, five first-round picks. That's <laughs> that's the only way it's happening, uh, to which pretty much puts that to bed because, well, if if the speculation is true and the only team that, that Brady would come back to play for would be the 49ers because he wants to have that nice storybook ending and finish it at this boyhood team. The Niners are, don't are not going to give away five first round picks for a season of Tom Brady. I don't, I don't think that would be a, a smart move. So got it. Got to appreciate Arians coming out and putting that rumor to bed. Cause that one was the first couple of days of, of the off season was, Oh, maybe. Oh, Tom Brady. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's got some leverage. I don't know. Or Tom Brady does. He, he could literally say something along the lines of, look, I'm never playing for you again. I, I delivered you a Super Bowl, and I got you within, you know, a play of the NFC Championship game. You're not going to have a draft pick if I just retire. But if I come back and you trade me to the 49ers for something, you get that draft pick. I don't know. I, you know, the 49ers are able to do it for something modest. And I don't mean modest, like, oh, yeah, a conditional seventh round pick that becomes, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, no, I mean, it, you give the Bucks something. But if I'm San Francisco, I do it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously here we're talking about, you know, letting Trey Lance finally take over the job. But, you know, that's 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 upgrading over Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. It's one thing to talk about that. It's another thing to say, oh, hey, yeah, somehow there's a way to grab Tom Brady. And and I, I appreciate Arian's candor in that. I just wonder if, if Brady's got a little bit of sway. Not predicting it'll happen. I don't think right. it will. No, but, I think it. But, yeah, I just kind of can't help but wonder about that. Hey, but guess what? Two weeks into the offseason, these are the storylines. Aaron Rodgers is retiring. Maybe. Tom Brady wants to force his way to the 49ers. Maybe. Um, it, 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 what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins? We love Kirk Cousins. Oh, man. Um, it, you know, uh, and, then, and then Jimmy G, where he gets traded and, and everything from a first-round pick number 11 overall to, like, maybe a fourth-rounder. So, good times two weeks in and the start of the NFL regular season free agency and, and, and all that is literally just weeks away and uh, God, I love it. God, I love yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Uh, the good news is um, that this tends to be the time of year when these things really start get moving and, and shaking. Right. Although they can't officially 
which is something I love. Like they can't officially make a trade, but they are all, they were also talking on national television during the NFC championship game about how the Rams worked out the, the Matthew Stafford trade, like in January. I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> that's not allowed. Um, <laughs> they were in Cabo on January 31st or whatever of last year. And they worked out the trade. I'm like, not sure about that, but anyway, um, I, yeah, I, th- I think this is definitely the, the time we'll start to see things happening. Um, I know everybody was, there was like this, like, Oh, if it doesn't happen by the end of, uh, by the end of February, that bad things are going to happen. Um, and uh, that would be that would be horrible, and that means that the the whole thing is following up falling apart. Um, I don't know. I just I just don't buy into that. I think the you can't do anything officially until until the middle of March anyway. So freaking out that they haven't figured out a a, a deal yet at this point just just doesn't doesn't worry me at all. Um, so I, I'm not all that concerned to be to be quite honest with you. Now, if we get to the end of end of March and we're into free agency and and that still hasn't happened, well, hopefully the Niners will at that point will have cut their losses and been like, well, you know, we're not going to get anything for them, so we might as well cut them and maybe get something, you know, come some compensatory thing out of it later if that works out. I don't know how the the details of that, but um, he's yeah. If, if they were to if they were to cut him, they wouldn't get any any uh, any comp pick that way. Yeah. So, it would but at least they'd save they'd still up. save the money at least, which is twenty five really, million. Again, the, that's the, the main point right now. Yeah, that's worth way more than a comp pick. Yeah, right. and, and and one of the things too, and 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 I love I love it when people argue with me on Twitter and in comment sections about draft picks. Like first round picks are cool. Second round picks are all right. Third rounders, like at, at that point, and yeah, the 49ers have found some draft gems. You have no idea what you're getting at that point. They, they literally is is a shot in the dark. Oh, well, hey, you know, if the 49ers keep before now, you know, like, look, Save that money now. That's something that you can build a roster to help Trey Lance win. Now you can sign proven players, re-sign guys who are important to your team. You can save some of that money to allocate for Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel extensions. Don't get so hung up on the darn draft picks. You know, first and second rounders, again, maybe some third rounders. Those are okay. Like, cool. Like you get a first rounder. Great. But again, the money in this case so much more important than any kind of draft competition compensation. It, 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 it really is. And yeah. so if 49ers aren't getting any kind of offers, like sure, they'll trade them away for like a six round pick. Anquan Bolden got traded to the 49ers for a six round pick. And we're talking about a guy who should you know go into the hall of fame. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't know if people remember that. That was a six round pick for Anquan Bolden who was coming off a great year. Wow. And the, 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 the Ravens weren't going to keep him. So it was like, well, we'll try to trade you. And they did, and they got something as opposed to just cutting him. And, and the 49ers in their defense were like, Hey, we just it cost a six round pick. Who cares? Right. So that's part of the context on the flip side. Yeah. Of course. Then again, uh, Sam Bradford got traded for a first round pick too. So <laughs> who knows? Also true. Yeah. Um, that was also a desperation move on the part of, uh, 
is that Philadelphia that traded for him at that point? I think that's right. Um, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was when Teddy brought Bridgewater. Hurt yeah, that's right. That's right. Bad. That's right. Um, I was trying to remember. I was like, he was on like 12 different teams. So which one was it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the big talk surrounding this whole situation is, well, the Niners have uh, potentially a Super Bowl caliber, caliber roster. Uh, are you going to... Um, you know, trust that Super Bowl caliber roster to a to a kid who's not been proven in the, in the league, and uh, the reverse of that argument is, well, look, what I mean, think about when Patrick Mahomes won his Super Bowl, he was still on a rookie deal, you know, unproven basically at that point in terms of uh, whether or not he was going to to be a long-term player in this league. Obviously he was playing very well uh, throughout that season, but they were able to build around him because he didn't cost very much money at all um, at that particular point relative to what he does now. And um, now obviously the comparison there is complicated because Mahomes has proven that he can uh, do the thing that the great quarterbacks can do. And that is he doesn't always need the best pieces around him and he can still be good the jury is obviously still out on whether or not Trey Lance will be that, that, you know, that type of player. But for now, while he is still figuring it out, the best case scenario is to give him guys like Debo Samuel uh, on a long-term deal to shore up the defensive line by, by locking up Nick Bosa for five more seasons uh, and really lockstepping those, those pieces together Trey Lance, although he'll only have, you know, maximum four years on, on this, this rookie deal left. And then, you know, lock up Debo and lock up with lock up Bosa on that money that you're saving. Um, and, you know, maybe that will mean extending and, and reworking contracts with guys like Eric Armstead or, or, uh, you know, George Kittle or Jimmy Ward, giving him an extension to get his cap numbers down. And I I'm well, I'm not worried about some of those things like the, I, you know, I trust Prague Marate to figure out the details of that, but even he cannot figure out how to make $25 million appear out of nowhere um, without making Jimmy Garoppolo not on this team anymore. And I, you know, it, you know, he, he's been good and at times, but he's also been frustrating at times. And I will be, when, when he gets traded, I'll, I'll be happy to, you know, wish him well and say, you know, when he's not playing the 49ers, Best of luck to you there, there, Jim. But um, it's clearly time to to move on, and that's just this is the way it is. You know, I I think about this. I don't think about it a lot because that sounds weird. Uh, I, I, I think about this from time to time. That's a better way of putting it. There we go. Um, I, I I think I, I honestly think looking back in maybe five or ten years time, five years time. Let's give it that that fans will probably be a little bit more um, warm to, to Jimmy G's legacy than they were at this point. Um, they'll probably have a chance to take in the whole context. And it's not, hopefully, not going to be one of these scenarios where it's literally uh, Trey Lance goes bust and it's like, Jimmy G, come back. We're sorry. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not even predicting that. I don't think that happens. But in a way, it might be something similar to how Alex Smith was regarded. And granted, totally different contexts, 
and, and, and totally different quarterbacks. I know people, oh, you know, game managers. Alex Smith is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, much safer with the ball, didn't turn it over. But Garoppolo, aside from getting hurt, was part of some very successful Niners teams. Granted, he wasn't the guy on those teams, but he was a pretty important guy. And so you look at sort of the resurgence of 49ers football and getting back to prominence and then eventually paving the way for Trey Lance to make um, his, not debut, but just his impact. I think in five or six years, maybe people are going to look back and say, hey, you know what? Jimmy G wasn't bad. You know, it's frustrating, but you know what? Two NFC championship games during that, that span of time, winning one of them, going to the Super Bowl. A lot of teams around the league would take that. You know, and a lot of teams around the league, like <laughs> – I mean, maybe that's the story of this offseason. A lot of the teams around the league would probably, you know, benefit from Jimmy G being on the roster as, as, as opposed to somebody else, uh, Taysom Hill <laughs> or, uh, or some of these other options out there that you've seen teams run with. And in recent years, so yeah, I, I I think it'll be a little bit more favorable. But you know, in kind of in the interim, I'm with you. I'm I'm like I'm I'm happy to see the door finally come to a close, and and then and yeah. Um... I think that's that's a, a fitting a way to think about it for sure. So, um, all right. Uh, so let's uh, let's do this to kind of to wrap things up. Um, let's let's just say what what do you think? What what's going to happen? Obviously, we don't know enough about. It would certainly be easier about to to think about what the what the projection could be. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but. Um, as we've gotten a little further into uh, the offseason, kind of got some of the initial uh, maybe fluff uh, out of the way. As we're getting into this, into the scouting combine, we start to see the wheels turning. Um, I, I imagine that we'll know we'll we'll know something within the next what, week or two, probably at the latest. Uh, so, have you have you changed your tune in terms of where you think he's going to end up? Um, and what the, the compensation might look like. Uh, yeah, but only moderately. I, I, I think that's the other thing to keep in mind too. Like you mentioned the scouting combine. It's, you know, John Lynch is going to be at the combine. You know, there's going to be plenty of, of player representatives and agents there too. A lot of business gets done at the combine. And it's not just watching a bunch of 21-year-olds run around in spandex. So, you know, I, I, I still look at the Steelers as probably a top three favorite. I, I really do in that particular case, just because it's a winning pedigree, no matter what Mike Tomlin has his team in the playoffs. He probably should have been coach of the year last year, just considering how bad Ben Roethlisberger was and how terrible that offensive line was. Um, are, are you talking second round pick, third round pick? I'd probably say you're leaning more towards maybe you know, a, a, a 2022 fourth and maybe a 2023 fourth that could conditionally turn into a third based on something. Um, I do think Washington's in the mix because that team, aside from a quarterback, 
is in very, very good shape. You know, that offense is, is good. Terry McLaurin's good. You know, that defense is good. And Ron Rivera, you know, Washington, the, the, the franchise, the commanders, you know, the front office, all that. I mean, it's a dumpster fire. But in terms of the actual talent on the field, it's good. So, you know, it, it, that, that's a good team. They just need a quarterback. And, uh, you know, I think probably, you know, nowhere near to a first round pick, but um, that's a team that could dish out maybe like a third rounder. And again, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you might want to go to the NFC. The AFC is stacked with good quarterbacks. The NFC isn't. Um, so that would probably be number two on my list. Now you'd have to consider maybe some other teams, maybe as fallback options like the Denver Broncos, if, if Aaron Rodgers isn't traded there. Um, I, 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 I used to think the Buccaneers, I just don't see it as, as, as too big of a likelihood based on what Bruce Arians has said in, in as of late and not just in terms of <laughs> Brady, but endorsing Blaine Gabbert of all things you never thought you'd hear, but you did. Um, so I'd probably rank those three in order. That'd be Steelers, Washington, and then Denver in terms of probabilities. But as far as compensation, if 49ers get a second round pick, they should be like doing backflips and, and drinking champagne <laughs> if they get a third round pick they still should be high five and going crazy like hey this is good and then most likely you're looking at fourth rounders yeah i i think i'm i'm pretty much with you on that um i think the steelers still remain a a a, a good option for him mostly because even though his no trade clause uh goes away at the end of uh once the league the new year league year starts um i i still feel like I, I believe that John Lynch uh, is going to to try to find him the best landing spot and try to find him a place where he feels like he'll feel comfortable and all that kind of stuff and the Steelers have a little bit of a 49er kind of thing going for them you know really strong defensive front you know good running game Najee Harris had a had a good rookie year last year um, their skill position will probably need to be built up a little bit, uh, especially if Juju Smith Schuster is out the door. Um, there'll be, you know, there's some, a couple of other uh, positions that they'll have to, to work on with their receiving core and all that kind of stuff, but they tend to draft really well at that position. Um, kind of out of nowhere players and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, I would have said that he could come join me here in the, uh, the Charlotte area next year, but I, I feel like the Panthers have made an absolute mess of that quarterback situation. Uh, bringing in Sam Darnold, they still owe him a bunch of money for next year already, like $16 million. Cause they, for some reason traded for him and then guaranteed his fifth year option for reasons that I still don't understand. Uh, and then he went out and well, you know, he was Sam Darnold last year and they don't have a clue what they're doing at quarterback, but they're drafting early enough. They're probably going to reach for one of these uh, rookies that are coming into the draft this year. Uh, uh, the bucks definitely don't make any sense to me, but just because as we said, if, if, if we think uh, Niners fans were mad because the Garoppolo couldn't get the ball downfield, uh, I, <laughs> Buccaneers fans would lose their mind uh, if they saw this uh, short passing kind of stuff that that Bruce Arians would not want to deal with him I don't think um but yeah I think the Steelers Washington certainly makes sense uh because there's a little bit of a 49ers comparison there I wouldn't wish uh poor Jimmy to have to go deal with that front office and all the garbage that 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 is surrounded there but you know Ron Rivera is a, a stand-up human being and a, he was here here for a couple of years and a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about him as a person and uh, so I think that would be a good situation for him. Um, 
<sighs> Terry McLaren makes me sad to talk about because of course he was um, still on the board, I believe when the 49ers drafted Jalen Hurd in the third round a couple of years ago. So that would have been, that'd have been nice. But anyway, um, imagine him and Ayuk and Kittle and Debo in the same team. Just, just throw that out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think those are good positions. Uh, I, again, I think if I'm Garoppolo, I try to stay away from the AFC as much as possible, but also I'd be more concerned with going someplace that feels stable and feels comfortable. And that's why in spite of the AFC of it all, I think the Steelers make a lot of sense. Um, but Washington also up there because that division is going to be, I think, there for the taking especially if the cowboys are kind of like eh, maybe we care maybe we don't i don't know uh we're not going to spend any money we're we're just gonna make dak do all the work uh because we gave him 40 million dollars and now he has figured out which is i guess the long and the short of what jerry jones said this week like we're we're he'll, he'll figure it out i guess i don't know um yeah so again happy to happy to root for him and, and that kind of thing but uh if you know, if it goes to Washington, he'll be coming back to Levi's next year, I believe. So that'd be that'd be nice. So, um, but yeah, any uh, final thoughts about any of this pre-off season stuff? We'll we'll dig deeper into uh, draft needs and and all that sort of sort of thing throughout the off season as we start to get closer to those things. And once we have a better idea of what the the free agency looks like, and um, but uh, this preliminary stuff. Any any final words here before we wrap things up tonight? Get ready for all kinds of NFL scouting combine overhype. Just, just get ready for it. You know, the only thing that's kind of cool is just to watch somebody run like a four three, and you're like, "Yeah, that guy's fast." And it's like, "Okay, cool. That's it. Yeah, you know, that's it." But you're going to see the overreactions, and you know what? I'm going to be guilty of it. I'm going to write them up because guess what? it's it's the subject matter you've got to True. it's like oh look at these five players who improve their draft stock so and so might have been a third round pick but now he could go in round one because of an awesome combine where he worked out like crazy in spandex and and nobody was tackling him he had no pads on or no helmet you know wasn't playing hurt like combine's cool don't get me wrong but it's still just like overreaction central and we all do it we all admit it but get ready for it. I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what those, those reactions are going to be. Remember Tarvarius Moore? Yeah. He's still on our team. He's still, he's yeah. He's still on the roster, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I say, you, you forgot about him. Um, he, and he actually didn't run at the, uh, the combine, but he ran at his pro day. I think he ran like a four, three, two or something like that. It was blazing fast, exceptionally fast. I might be wrong about the four, three, two. I can't remember what exactly it was. But you're talking about a guy who was probably going to be a fifth round pick, but then he ran that speed and all of a sudden 49ers are like round three. So <laughs> yeah, to, to say that it doesn't matter, it does. So, yeah. but the overreactions are priceless. I can't wait for him. Yeah. Tarvarius Moore. And we, we didn't mention him uh, earlier when we were talking about the safety situation, but he, I, I think he's going to come into play for sure. Um, a weird uh, element of the CBA that often gets overlooked. So the fact that he missed the whole, he got up, he was on the the pup list up to a certain point in the year. And so his contract just moved on to next year. And so even though he had one more year left, the Niners get to keep him around. So it's kind of like a, a free agent that they didn't have. And he was, he was certainly factoring in as like a starter on that defensive in that defensive backfield 
uh, when we weren't sure whether or not Tart was coming back uh, in the offseason last year. Um, and he'll certainly have a role to play. He was he was a key cog in that uh, towards the end of the 2019 season was on the field a lot uh, in the Super Bowl, had that really important interception that we thought was the game sealer, which I don't want to get into any further than that, but um, certainly a, a key point there. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, this this is going to be a, an interesting off season uh, to say the least. And hopefully we'll have some, some good news uh, to talk about here pretty soon. So uh, Peter, thanks for, for talking me through talking through all this with me tonight. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to many more conversations throughout the off season. Before we uh, close out this episode, I'm going to try something a little different uh, where we occasionally bring in some other contributors at NinerNoise.com to give their feedback on uh, what's going on in different episodes. So this week we have Niner Noise contributor Timmy Gibson on Jimmy Garoppolo, the trade, and what he expects from Trey Lance next year. Hi, this is Timmy Gibson, contributor for Niner Noise. I'm excited to have a chance to talk through these really fun and exciting questions. For where Jimmy Garoppolo plays in 2022, I do think it's not the 49ers, and I think there are two different categories of teams for where it might be. The first category is a team that really just thinks they're a quarterback away and just wants somebody who can hold it all together and keep them in contention. That's a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, really meet that. Or maybe the New Orleans Saints fall into that category as well, of these teams that really just think they're a quarterback away. And then I think the other category is a team that really wants one of these elite guys that are rumored to be frustrated and potentially on the move. That's a guy like an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. I think there are teams that are really banking on potentially bringing one of those guys in next season, and I don't actually think they're on the move. For Last season, there was a lot of buzz around those two guys as well, and they wound up back on their teams, and it already seems like Aaron Rodgers is leaning towards coming back to the Packers this year if you start reading the tea leaves. Who knows what Aaron Rodgers is up to, but that's the vibe I'm getting. So if those guys stay put, there are going to be teams that were banking on trying to get one of them that now don't know what to do, and that's a team like the Denver Broncos, like the Washington Commanders, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles, even the Carolina Panthers, I think, fall into that category. These teams are going to look around and go, well, shoot, we didn't get Rodgers. What do we do now? And I think that's going to lead to them being very interested in a guy like Jimmy. So I think Jimmy could wind up on a team like that as well. So total, I think maybe a team like the Steelers, Washington, New Orleans, Denver, Carolina. These teams, I think, could all wind up with Jimmy. In terms of what I think the 49ers are going to get in return for Jimmy, that falls into these same kind of categories as well. I think Jimmy's probably worth a third round or a second round NFL draft pick. But I've already talked about how I think teams might wind up a little panicked if they don't land one of these elite guys like a Rodgers or a Wilson. Especially when you look at this year's draft. There's not really an elite quarterback prospect in this year's draft. There's some good guys, but there's no like, oh, this is the guy. And so because of that, I think teams are going to panic if they don't get one of those elite quarterbacks. And I think that could lead to them easily paying a first for Jimmy. So I think the 49ers should probably stay pat and ask for a first. And in a month or two, these teams are going to be looking around going, shoot, well, what do we do? And be happy to pay a first for Jimmy Garoppolo. I I do expect Trey Lance to be the 49ers starting quarterback next season. And there's a couple things I'm really excited for. The first one is just the deep ball. I think Kyle Shanahan already proved way more comfortable targeting downfield with Lance than he was with Jimmy last season, so I'm excited to really see that. I think our receiving core is actually pretty well equipped 
for the deep ball, and so I'm excited to see what can happen with a quarterback Kyle Shanahan trusts to throw it. And I'm just excited to see what kind of an offense Shanahan can build around Lance when he has a guy that he trusts to actually make plays and doesn't just rely on his system to be the entire offense, but he trusts Lance to put the ball in his hands when the going gets tough. So I'm excited to see Lance throw the deep ball, and I'm excited to see what the 49ers offense looks like with a quarterback Kyle Shanahan trusts. Thanks. As always, thanks for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Uh, please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis and, you know, scouting, com point, scouting combine uh, analysis as well. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Uh, go ahead and leave us a nice uh, five-star review uh, on your platform of choice as well. We'd certainly appreciate that. That helps us get more notice uh, amongst uh, football and 49ers related podcasts. And of course, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.